You are welcome to teaching ministry of Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye or IKEA Christian Center Global. Get set to be at the fire. The word works. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you had a great week? Amen. I had a great week. We, did, we named my baby girl this week. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for those of you who joined physically and online. Amen. God bless you. Our names are Sophia Oluwadabira Olaleya. Amen. So don't worry. When it's the right time, you guys will get to meet her physically. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just so glad I have a baby girl. Amen. You know, I'm telling you, I would have, I would have take, taken it personal with the Lord if I didn't, if I didn't have a baby girl. <laughs> And you know the amazing thing was that Sophia, as we prophesied from like 15 years ago, yeah, 10, 15 years ago, so a lot of people, when they got to hear her name, they were like, someone called in from Australia and said, Pastor, finally we get to meet Sophia. <laughs> finally. You prophesied Sophia so long that we are like, finally, okay, we get to, we get to meet her. Praise God. So when are we having Natasha? I said, I'm not sure. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. All right. Now, we've been talking about prophetic company. Glory to God. Association matters when it comes to the prophetic. All right? Companies matter. Churches matter. Okay? Because you find that from what we've seen and all we've learned, we begin to see that... Um, um, uh, what's his name? The King Saul. When we look at the story in First Samuel chapter number ten, let's turn in there. First Samuel chapter ten and verse five, we find that Saul was told that he was going to come to a company of prophets, and when he got to that company of prophets, all right, um, those prophets will be prophesying, and the spirit on those prophets was going to come on Saul, and Saul will prophesy just as those prophets were prophesying. Showing you that there is an atmosphere or company where you can find the uh, operations of the things of the spirit, and it's usually wisdom to find yourself there. Okay, now you look at it. First Samuel chapter ten verse five. That's our team scripture for prophet company. It says, "And after that, thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines. And it shall come to pass when thou art come thither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place." with a south tree and a tabret and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. Praise God. Next verse, verse 6. What does it say? Everybody may want to go and say his what? Huh? And the spirit of the Lord will what? Come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into what? Another man. He said, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. So that means, watch this. When Saul comes in the company of the prophets, and the prophetic operation is at work amongst them, that prophetic operation will now begin to work in him. I would begin to teach you that. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to have time to get into the details of that. All right? Because why is it very important for us in these days and times to operate in the prophetic and have our eyes open, our ears open, and making sure that we know what the Spirit of God is saying? It's because there, is been, there has been an increase of Evil activities on the earth. Hallelujah. There's been an increase of evil activities on the earth. You have folks entering buses now, and they are kidnapped, and their bodies used from, for ritual purposes. People killed for ritual purposes. Next year is an election. You're going to be finding a lot of wicked human beings doing very, very wicked things. So you cannot be at the mercy of wicked people. Your ability to know what the Spirit of God is saying all right, must be, you know, perfect. You must be able to know the Spirit. You know, this past week I was at an event, was one of the biggest hospitals in the, in the country. They were marking, doing their anniversary. And I was there with a colleague, okay? And as I was there, I needed to, you know, I need some connection. because I to do some business with them. So I was, I, I spoke to a lady and she told me that I needed to meet their CFO, that she would introduce their CFO to me. I never met the CFO before in my life, all right? But while we were in the event, I was just there. The Spirit of the Lord said, look at that man. I looked at him. He said, that is the CFO. Have a conversation with him. 
So I went and met the man. I said, hello, hi, how you doing? You're the CFO, right? The guy said, yes, how can I help you? So the colleague that my man said said, how did you know that that was the CFO? He's a Christian. He has been to his church before. I said, the Spirit of God told me that that was the CFO. Praise God. So you need to have that advantage as a Christian. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? You need to have that advantage as a Christian. You need to be able to see a gentleman and the Lord will be able to tell you that is a ritualist or that is a kidnapper or that is this or that is that. Don't go near. Don't trust him. Or the person is opening her mouth and he's talking and the Spirit of God is saying, do not mind him. He is lying or she don't mind her. She's telling a lie. You need to be able to develop your spirituality to that place where you can hear and see in your own spirit. Are you with me? Are you with me so far? Yeah, so it's very, very important because there is safety in it. Glory to God. There is increase in it. Hallelujah. I said there is safety in it and there is increase in it. Now, to just lay a foundation from what we said last week, we said that there is the ministry of the prophet. Is that correct? But not every believer is called into the ministry or the office of a prophet. But every believer is called into what? A prophetic ministry. Remember what I said. I differentiated those two. And I told you that a prophet of the New Testament is called by God into that office, glory to God, to do what? To edify the saints. Amen. Amen. To edify the saints. Amen. And cause them to increase in the knowledge of Christ. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Let us go and do a little bit of recap. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. Ephesians 4 and 7, what does it say quickly? Are we there? Are we there? If we are there, can we read one to go? It says what? But to every one of us is giving what? Grace according to the measure of the gift. Hold on. I was in the visions of the Lord and there is somebody here. You have a scar on the right side of your stomach. Like you had an operation there like an operation there or like like either they did the appendicectomy or cs for you right side like this is car like this on your stomach hallelujah and you've been having some disturbance abdominal disturbance there like a pain or something like that there this service is your service because the lord is healing you right now praise the lord i said praise the lord i said praise the lord yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord is healing you right now. And thank you. There was something else. And what is healing you from? Because when the Lord showed it to me, I said, okay, why is the person having a pain? I could see that that person has some fibroid in their womb. That's a lady. She has some fibroid in her womb. And the Lord is shrinking that fibroid right now in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Yeah, amen. Amen. Can we continue? I said, can we continue? Okay. Okay. Yeah, thank you. There's that. There's that. Okay. Ephesians 4. He said, but to every one of us is giving grace according to the gift, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Can we read verse 8 loud and clear? It says what? When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Notice, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. So that means the gifts he gave unto men were as a result of his what? Resurrection and his what? His ascension. Are you seeing that? Because he said, when he, led, when he led, ascended up on high. So that means because he ascended, he could give gifts. Okay, he gave gifts unto men. Now let's look at the gifts he gave because it says he gave gifts unto men. So what gifts did he give unto men? Next verse, verse 9. It says what? Quickly. Now that he ascended, what is he but that he also what descended first into the lower parts of the earth. So what is he showing you? He's telling you that the ascension of Jesus Christ was because he first of all died and descended. Glory to God. So that is the death, burial, and what? Resurrection of Jesus. Next verse. All right. 10. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might what? Feel all things. 11. Everybody read. These are the gifts. He gave unto men. 11 now says, and he gave some what? And some what? And some what? And some what? And what? Teachers. 12. For the what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So that means the purpose of the five ministry gifts mentioned, the gifts unto men, is for perfecting the saints. 
Don't want to say, but pastor, I thought the saint was already perfect. Because the Bible says he are completing him who is the head of all what? Principalities and powers. Praise God. All right. There's a difference between that complete, that word complete there and this word perfect. Glory to God. All right. When it says perfecting of the saints, this word here, I don't like because I'm, I'm trying to be reducing my Greek because of, you know. All right. But the word here, perfecting here is the Greek word catechismos. And what it means there is to furnish. All right. Furnish. To make something available. All right. So it says, for the perfecting of the saints. So that means there is something the ministry gives gives to the saints that the saints did not have. And what is that thing that the ministry gives gives to the saints that the saints do not have? Look at what it says. It says, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, verse 13 now says, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the what? Knowledge of the what? Of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man. So what the saints did not have is what? Is the knowledge. The knowledge of the Son of God. That knowledge of the Son of God is what causes the saints to, all right, to be edified and to be able to do the work of the ministry. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? All right? That's what makes the saints to be, all right, edified and do the work of the ministry. Listen. The man in Christ is born of the word of God. 1 Peter 1.23. Being born again, not of what? Corruptible seed, but of what? Incorruptible by the word of God that liveth and abide forever. So everything that is born out of a source must live by that source. So you cannot grow away from your source. If you are born of the word, you will grow by the word. The purpose of the fivefold ministry gift is to cause you uh, to grow all right, by the preached word. Now, that is the purpose of the ministry gate of which the prophet, the minister of the prophet, is one of, uh, one of those. I told you last week that there is a teaching ministry in the ministry of the prophet. Many people think that the purpose of the ministry of the prophet is just to appear and be prophesying. Your name is this. Your date is this. Your color is this. Mm-mm. No, sir. No, sir. I said no, sir. The New Testament prophet is also a teacher of sound doctrine. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? One of the ways to identify a false prophet is that a false prophet will not be able to properly present Bible truth. A false prophet can actually tell you what's going on in your life by the spirit of divination or by familiar spirit. But when it comes to unveiling Christ from the world, he can't do it. Praise God. Because it takes the spirit of Christ to unveil Christ. There are a lot of false prophets everywhere. Hallelujah. A lot. And you know, in these days and times where everybody is seeking miracles and seeking the supernatural, it is very easy to deceive people. As a false prophet, it's very easy to gather up crowd as a false prophet because when they see, oh, your name is this, your name is this, blah, 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 oh, and everybody rushes there. But there is no growth. Another thing a false prophet cannot do is that a false prophet cannot raise growing Christians. Are you following what I'm saying? You will find out that when you look at the kind of believers being produced in that assembly, they are not growing. They are not growing. What kind of growth? You see, a true prophet of God, a true ministry gift, is going to cause men and women to grow in their knowledge of God, to grow in their knowledge of Christ, which means they will know Christ more and more. They will not need the prophet to hear from Christ. Oh, glory to God. Listen to me. One major sign that you are in a false prophetic ministry is in that you will not be able to know God's voice until the prophet talks to you. So you are led by the prophets. But the Bible says as many as are led by what? The spirit of God. They are what? The sons of God. So that means the purpose of the prophetic ministry is to teach you how to hear God for yourself. A false prophet cannot do it. Are you following? He can't. He doesn't have the enablement. He doesn't have the equipment to do it. (laughs) He can't. So you will have to over rely on that prophet. So you find that in false prophetic ministry, there's a lot of manipulation and control. You can't marry this one. You can't marry this one. Why a New Testament prophet will be inclined to try to make sure that you know by yourself who you should marry and who you should not marry. Because the New Testament prophet understands that God is not your stepfather. Oh... He's not your what? Stepfather. No. 
He lives inside you. So you find that the New Testament prophet will magnify the realities of what? The indwelling spirit. He will magnify what Christ has done in you, for you, hallelujah, and what he's doing with you. He will magnify that. So your consciousness of who you are in Christ Jesus increases. When it comes to the gift of the spirit, he demonstrates the gifts so that you can realize that the gift in him is in you. Glory to God. So, the, the, the testimony of a New Testament prophet is not that he prophesied. It's not that he gave a word of knowledge. It's not that he gave a word of wisdom. It's not that he operated the of spirit. The testimony of a New Testament prophet is that he got you to give a word of knowledge. Is that he got you to give a word of wisdom. Is that he got you activated in the things of the spirit. That's a New Testament prophet. Glory to God. And one last thing I want you to know about a false prophet is this. A false prophet will not be able to conduct his affairs. His conduct will not be in line with the things of God. So, you may see a lot of, oh, miracles and stuff. But when you check that prophet's personal life, you'll be seeing he's sleeping with this person, sleeping with that person. He's very different about money and stuff. Because hedonism and the things of the flesh is the idol of the false prophet. So never be carried away with charismatism or um, the supernatural. No. Your level of discernment must be heightened. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Because a New Testament prophet, alright, is a Bible prophet. Are you with me so far? Do you understand? Uh-huh. Don't go around. They say, oh, 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 I see death. Hey, I see danger. Hey, oh yeah, bring chicken. And you are bringing the chicken. What is your problem? Look at me. Let me tell you something. Look at me. Any message, any teaching that makes you feel or makes you look weak in the presence of the devil and satanic agent is a lie from the pit of hell. A lie is a lie. Said it's a lie. You have God, little children. Look at first John chapter 4, verse 4. God punishes the devil. Look at first John chapter 4, verse 4. What are you talking about? What are you what are you talking about? Which witch wants to end your life? Which witch? Which witch? Someone should translate it for me or for your neighbor. No, burn away. What are you talking about? Hallelujah. See, ah, we, need to, we need to bring Pamoy. And you are bringing it. They are praying for you with Pamoy. And onion. He said, as this onion is causing you to cry, your enemies will cry. Amen! Listen, this is Christianity. This is not Babalawism. We speak words here. I said we speak words here. And where the word of a king is, there is what? Power! First John 4, 4. Look at what he says there. He says, yeah, of God. He didn't say you are on God's side. He didn't say you are, you, are, you are a member of God's political party. No. He says ye are of God. Hallelujah. That word of in the Greek is ek. It means you came out of God. You emanated from God. God is your son. It means God gave birth to you. Hallelujah. Amen. It means a being came out of God. Called the new creation and has your name. Hallelujah. He says ye are of God, little children. And I've overcome them. He didn't say you are trying to overcome them. He didn't say you are on the way to overcoming them. No. He says you have overcome them. Because Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So that means the greater one already lives in you. So you face life with that consciousness. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Eh? Husband, your wife is in the labor room and things are getting funny. Amen. And she's pushing. The thing is not moving. And she's pushing. The thing is not You are supposed to write, the greater one lives on my inside. The greater one lives on my inside. The, hey, you, may, you may not be prophetic like me yet. Maybe you are not seeing yet. Because for me, my eyes are open. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something about the prophetic. Some of you may not understand. With the prophetic, you can be here. Hallelujah. And God will open your eyes. And you are in different places. Glory to God. I can't explain the technology behind it. Amen. But all of a sudden, you are just there. Pull, and you're, you will leave where you are. And you ask God, ah, ah, okay, I see where it's coming from. You are seeing where it's coming from. Then you come back here. Now you are supposed to now use your authority to correct what you need to correct. Even if you don't know that, and all you know is the words, it is still valid. 
Are you following what I'm saying? He says, you have God. That God inside me, mindedness, must start to, you must be drunk with it. You must get drunk with that knowledge. Hallelujah. You need to get drunk because the word of God is wine. You're supposed to meditate on it to the point it saturates your mind. It takes over your mind. Hallelujah. If not, you are going to fall into the class of natural men that will be explaining things like my wife died at childbirth. And you see their explanations around it. Praise God. Bad things happen to good people. I'm telling you, every day. Every day. But you see, there is need for certain kind of knowledge. The spiritual knowledge to contend in the things of the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, to get the manifestation there and impose it on the earth. You need to learn it. I need to be better at it. You need to be better at it. Glory to God. So say this with me. The greater one lives inside me. Say it loud as though they stole your mind. Say, the greater one lives inside me. I'm born of God. No weapon fashioned against me can walk. Hallelujah. You believe that? I said, do you believe that? Amen. A New Testament prophet will magnify the work of Christ in your life. For example, do you know that the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is at work inside you right now? That power is present and active inside you right now. Let me show you Ephesians chapter 1. This is not what my sermon. I just want to just, you know, visit this. You know, then we will we'll move to where I'm going. Say, Cobra Hata. Glory to God. Guys, listen. Listen. Practice. Occasional drinking of Holy Ghost wine. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Are you following what I'm saying? Amen. Okay, for example, when I watch all these white movies, then maybe James Bond, he now goes to the bar, then he now say, uh, what do you want? He will say he wants something shaking, not stirred. And they give it to him. Then they put one small fruit on the top like this. And it's there. You know, they're not sipping. I don't know if they'll be sipping like... They don't rush it. You understand? Practice, you know, not with the wine, with Holy Ghost. For example, you are just going and just, just you know, sometimes just blot out it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You're not praying, no? You're not praying. You're, you're, you're washing. You're washing. You're just washing. You're listening to a song and all of a sudden you just get to one point. The thing hits you. You understand what I'm talking about? Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> you let out a laugh. Amen. First, people like Kilon you. Don't be ashamed of your supernatural self. Hey, what is your problem? Why are you ashamed? That's your difference. That's your advantage. The people of the world, have you noticed they are never ashamed of their madness? They are very bold. Very bold. There's this musician that goes around with them without wearing shirt. Is it portable? The guy that just saw money. We need to pray for that dude because if it's the way it's going, that money will kill him. <laughs> and you know, there's a level of money that if God has not worked on your mind, if you enter your DC, you will, you, will, you will go first, you will run mad and die in two weeks. Do you understand? No, there's that kind of money. You have to hey, hey, hey. <laughs> There's that kind of money where the money just in your account. You know, go know it. Ah, what is going on? Just, you just. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I keep. I keep picking my spirit. I should pray for that guy. But my prayer list is long, so I've not gotten to him yet. <laughs> so there's some people like that, right? They are, they, they are not ashamed of their carnality. Smoking weed in public. They even do Instagram and they're smoking the weed. Amen. You you are ashamed. You are ashamed of smoking Holy Ghost. Why? Amen. I'm at work. I'm just walking. Zigoraka Safadaya. Glory to God. Oh, glory. Shanda Kai. Shanda. Laka. Lokobala. Amen. Glory to God. You know, you just take some wine. Holy Ghost wine. Just whew, let that, that anointing just go. Whew, and you feel it. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Eh? You meet friends. You just shake them in the Holy Ghost. 
Have spontaneous Holy Ghost meetings. You didn't plan. Are you following what I'm saying? Have meetings like that. Allow the spirit free course. Glory to God. Let that say you. Ephesians chapter 1, Abby. Verse 17. Let me show you something quickly. Amen. Ah, ah. If there is a wicked person or a satanic person in your village or in your family, you should be the one to retire them. When they get on your case, they should retire. Do you understand? Uh-huh. You have to learn these things. Learn it. This is our way. We have something they don't have. We have power they can never smell. We have the advantage. Now we they run things. They are not the one running it. We are not praying so that we can take over. Mm-mm. We have already taken over. Amen. We're in charge. The Bible says what? We have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son. So we have already taken over. We have already overcome. We are not trying to overcome. We are not praising to overcome. We are not praying to enter in. Mm-mm. We are already in. Amen. Amen. We are in. We have authority. You need to have a shift in your mind. You must be not conformed to this world. The part of there's a part of conforming or subconforming to the village people mindset. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That renewing of mind is going on right now. You have to say, "I have taken over." Louder! I have taken over. I have taken over. That's the truth. That's who you are. You're a king in Christ. The power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside you. Do you know what that power defeated? That power defeated death because Jesus was dead. That power went in, brought his spirit, all right, out of hell, which means that power defeated hell. Are you following what I'm saying here? Defeated hell, then put his spirit back into his body and he came alive. He defeated hell, he defeated death. Glory to God. Yeah. And he came out of the grave. Hallelujah. By himself. Then he ascended. Then he seated at the what? At the what? Right hand of the Father. So that means that power, all right, also is a power of exaltation. That power is what keeps Jesus alive till today. That is immortality come to light. That's the power inside you. We are not just talking about the power to heal the sick. The power on your inside is greater than healing the sick power. Higher. It's a power that keeps a man translating from sin to righteousness. Not for a while. It translating from sin to righteousness forever. That's the power talking you. Look at it. Paul is saying that your eyes may be opened. Alright? He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18. Everybody read like a mass choir. Yes. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance we are. So there is a rich inheritance inside you. Next verse. Verse 19. Now says what? And what is the exceeding greatness of what? His power towards what? Who believe? According to the working of... So he's telling you, he wants you to know the exceeding greatness of his power that is already towards you. It's at your disposal. You have it now. Amen. He said, according to the working of his what? Mighty power. Now he's describing the length, the breadth, the height of that power. Verse 20. Everybody we want to go, he says what? Louder now. Is the King James the problem? He says, which he wrote in Christ. When he what? Hey. So he's saying the power at work in you. All right. God wanted to do a, how will I put it? Testing, testing the microphone. Hallelujah. And when he did the test, he said that same power is what was wrought in Christ. When he raised him from what? From the dead. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So it's resurrection power. It is ascension power. And it is reigning power. It's at work in you. Look at them and say, it's at work in me. Louder, say, it's at work in me. Say again, it's at work in me. That's power you have. Glory to God. That's the power you have. Now, today I'm focusing on the prophetic ministry of the believer. 
That's the power you have. Because you see, the operation of the prophetic, first of all, starts with knowledge. You cannot flow in the things of the spirit when you are blind. Blindness in the spirit is ignorance. You cannot flow in the things of the spirit when you are blind. You cannot be blind and function spiritually. Now, the Lord especially told me to stress this. Stop thinking that your sins disqualify you. It doesn't. Stop thinking like that. When the devil reminds you of the sins you committed 15 years ago. Sister, you have been forgiven. Wake up. Amen. That's exactly what the blood of Jesus Christ is for. Forgiveness of sin. And you continually remembering your sin makes you weaker. You remembering the blood makes you stronger. Hallelujah. Throw up Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 quickly. It says there, I can quote it, but let us get there so that we can do it together. All right? Ephesians 1 7, what does it say? It says, in whom we have what? Redemption. Through what? His blood. Even the what? Forgiveness. Ha! Hey, hey, listen, listen. Your sins have been forgiven. God has said, your sins and your iniquities, will I remember what? No more. Hebrews 8.10. Hallelujah. Why? Because God knows that a man and a woman, or a woman, that carries the weight of sin consciousness cannot exercise authority. A man or a woman that carries the weight of sin consciousness cannot manifest his glory. Because they will always rule themselves out. It is why, notice, have you ever heard this story? Have you heard stories where somebody wanted to cast out the devil? Then when he wanted to cast out the devil, the devil now began to say, mention their sins. Oh, come on now. Church, have you heard those stuff? Have you heard you that fornicated last week? You that did. I mean, if you have heard stories like that now. Okay, wait, let me tell you, so no people that go to church. How many of you have heard stories like that? Now, do you know why those demonic spirits do that? It's to introduce fear. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I'll ask a question. How many of you have maybe at 1 a.m. at night, all of a sudden a breeze blew, then one door opened, but you check, who is there? You live alone. You know that? Then all of a sudden, then this sudden pang of fear comes in. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Then some of you now begin to speak in tongues out of fear. But it will not work. It won't work. It's fear. Praise God. You know the women are very cool. And they shout Jesus, Jesus out of fear. It's fear. Fear inspired shouting. Hallelujah. What the devils always try to do is to get you to be in fear, but for them to get you to be in fear, they have to leverage on your sin consciousness. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? They have to leverage on sin consciousness. There are a lot of people that have not spoken in tongues to today because of sin consciousness. When they receive the Holy Ghost, they don't see themselves as qualified to receive because they are thinking that their works and their lifestyle is what qualifies them. No, ma. No, sir. Nothing you ever do or didn't do qualifies you for God's blessings. The Bible says, by grace are we what? Saved. Through faith. So it's by grace. You don't deserve God's blessings. I don't deserve it. I receive it by faith alone. By grace. It came to me by grace. The Holy Ghost lives in me by grace. Not because I'm holier than you. I'm called into this office. Hallelujah. Called to be a pastor. Called to be a prophet to the nations. By grace. If it was by works, I would not qualify. So stop ruling yourself out. When we say, say this and declare that, stop thinking that pastor come and say it over me. If it will work when you come out of your mouth. If it comes out of my mouth, it will not work. Sister, that's your mouth, hallelujah. If you understood that mouth that you have, this mouth you used to only gossip. This mouth you only used to eat shawarma and pizza. If you understood the power inside. Hi. You understand that heaven and hell trembles when you talk. You will understand that uh, God is uh, uh, pays attention to what you say. Glory to God. Say aloud, I know who I am. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, let us go deeper. Let me show you one scripture. Ezekiel. 
as the Lord permits, we would minister to folks because um, this is a restoration service. Amen. I didn't get your amen. amen. You know, when you come to church, you should come with expectation. Do you understand? I said, do you understand? Uh-huh. You should come with expectation. You should come with an expectation that, you know, God's going to move in your life. Okay? And I think maybe I should even touch on this. Expectation is the tool for manifesting God's power. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Even when laying hands on people, I have found out that the folks that come with an expectation are the ones that actually have the power of God manifested on them. You understand? There are some that when hands are being laid on, they feel they want to, <laughs> they, they want to do, no, no, there was a man, guy that came to a service one time, and he came to the service that, that, with this purpose that he wanted to prove to his friends that when people fall down, when men of God lay hands on them, that the men of God push them. You are, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, the men of God pushed them. So he wanted to show his friends that I was pushing people. You understand? And that no man of God can fall him. That's exactly what he said. He said, no man of God can fall me ever to end the service. And the guy stood like this. Are you following? So he wanted to support himself, so he stood like this. You know? I mean, I didn't know anything. I was just, you understand? I was just ministry. You understand? So I ministered to this person, person went under power. So I got to him. I did not even touch him. You understand? I just put my hands in front of his face. The guy went, like, as though there was an electric choir. Why? And he went on. To, and I saw a bewildered face on the floor. He was very bewildered. You understand? Like, what happened? <laughs> I didn't understand. I was like, why is he looking at me like that? You understand? He was looking weird. Then I said, pick, you know, I, said, I, I thought maybe there was a demonic manifestation or something. I said, pick him up. And I now lay down on him again now. This time he vibrated, blah, 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 and went on the power. So after the service, the guy walked up to me. He said, Pastor. He said, what is it? He said, no man of God has ever failed me, for me before. I said, I don't understand. What do you mean for you? <laughs> he said, why, why? Would, you think, we, we are not, it's not a competition. We're not trying to fall you. He said, no man of God has ever failed me. He said, you are the first person to fall me. Ha. I said, no, it's the power of God. I didn't, did I push you down? He said, no. He said, when you touch me, he's like, he said, eee, it was electricity. Eee. <laughs> I guess that day the Lord wanted to show him something. I don't know what. <laughs> Amen. All right, Ezekiel 37. The prophetic ministry of a believer. Andrews 1. Pay attention to this now. It's very, very important that believers are activated. Now, there are some groups in the body of Christ who the fact or because certain things don't has not happened with them or to them, they now want to build a doctrine to say that those things don't exist. I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. So, for example, let's say they are believing for healing and they don't get healed. They now begin to say, there is no healing. That all these things is calm. Or um, they are believing for gifts of the spirit and they don't see it. You know, then they now begin to say it's not for everybody or it's not true. It has passed away. Things like that. Listen, the, the absence of a manifestation in your life does not invalidate the authenticity of that manifestation. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? All right? The fact that some people somewhere don't have internet does not mean internet does not exist. It just means they don't have it. The fact that many times Africa did not have electricity for a very long time did not mean that there was no electricity. It just means that we did not know what we needed to do to have what? Are you following what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, all right, the lack of discovery of a thing does not indicate the absence or non-existence of that thing. It just means we do not yet have the requisite knowledge, all right, to cause the manifestation of it. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God. You know, knowledge is important, and knowledge, knowledge in spiritual things is not just in your head. Mm-mm. There is 
the head part where you know the scriptures, you can quote it. But you see, when it comes to actual, actionable knowledge, it has to do with what do I need to do to get specific manifestations and specific reactions? What do I need to do? Praise God. As I praise God, what do I need to do? One day, I got home, all right, and we want, were trying to put on our gen. The gen did not work. How many of you have tried putting on a gen and you rolled it, and and it doesn't start? One, two, three. Then you now begin to, if you are into pitch farm, you now begin to you do it for exercise. <laughs> All right? But you and I know that by the time you start putting a gen 10 times, something is wrong. Praise God. Now, you notice that sometimes, if there is no one that knows how to fix that gen, you have to buy another one. But what do you do? You call a guy who fixes gen. Now, when that guy comes, what does he do? He goes there. He removes some parts and some components that the guy called. He went, oh, he said it was the valve. I said, eh, which valve? Then he said it was this thing. I said, I didn't know what he was talking about. Then he now touched something, did it, did this, did it like this, did it like this, did it like this, put the thing back, boom, the thing started. His knowledge triggered the manifestation. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Knowledge triggered the manifestation. So usually, when there is a death or famine of manifestation, there is a knowledge problem. Are you with me? There is a what? There is a what? Especially when it is clearly written in scripture that this happened for Mr. A, Mr. B, Mr. C, and it is uh, your everything in Christ is not happening for you, there is a knowledge problem. Don't fight. Just understand there is a knowledge problem. Glory to God. I said glory to God. And when you have, as a believer, you have proper Bible training, you understand the doctrine, you can teach it, but there is no manifestation. The knowledge problem that you have is that you have not yet learned how to follow the leading of the Spirit. Guys, listen to me. In the prophetic ministry of the believer, one very essential ingredient is the leading of the Spirit. Ah, the leading of the Spirit. Being able to know what God is saying that you should do. And the thing about the Lord is that what he tells Edidion to do is not what he will tell Tosin to do. Praise the Lord. That's why you do not copy other people's process. Glory to God. I say glory to God. Someone comes and says, and the Spirit of God says, I should dance, I should jump up seven times. And I jumped up seven times, and the thing solved. You now came and you said, oh, you jumped up seven times. You now start jumping seven times. Did they tell you to jump seven times? It takes the leading of the Spirit to be the bridge between what? The promises of God and the manifestation so that there can be a relationship between the saved and the Savior. Such that the more increase you find in manifestation, the more you are growing in your knowledge of Him. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? The more you are growing in knowledge of Him so that you find out that it, in, in, there are testimonies not away from your work with God, but they are testimonies as a result of your what? Of your work with God. Hallelujah. Now let me show you something, then we will pray. Amen. Now turn to um, uh, Ezekiel 37, Valley of Dry Bones. Are you learning something here? I said, are you learning something here? Praise God. I said, praise God. Praise the Lord. Hmm. Amen. There is a there's a woman here. I don't know you. I'm not. Sure. I think I don't think I met you, but I can see you in the spirit. I don't know whether you're here watching online or not. But there's somebody here that I'm seeing in the spirit. I see you. I see a man that in the spirit I'm hearing was your husband. That's what I hear. Was so that means you were together and they separated. Glory to God. I see something like that, separated. So this person is not with this person. But at some point, they were together. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, and I hear that, you know, when they say you was your husband, you did some form of marriage, but it's like it was not concluded or something. You understand? It was not concluded, but there was something that was done, but it was not concluded. Okay? So what the Lord is saying is that he's going to bring restoration into your marriage. Amen. Amen. It's going to bring restoration to your marriage. 
there's something that the Lord is showing me. It's very sensitive, and I'm trying to find the right words to use. Because if I go into details, the person concerned may start crying. Because I saw in the visions of God um, yesterday when I, I got to that part. If I started talking about it, the person will start crying because it has to do with sexual abuse. Hallelujah. A lady. It's a lady that was sexually abused. All right? I will stop there. I will stop there. Okay? The lady sexually abused around the age of between 13 to 16. Um, and that resulted in some other things, you know, um, and all. But the Lord said to tell you and to assure you of his love for you and that, all right, he didn't utter the abuse. It was not him that allowed it. This is just the work of wicked people. So he said, stop holding me responsible for what I am not responsible for. I did not cause the abuse. I want to restore you. And I want to bring sweetness and gladness your way again. The Lord said to tell you to let him do that. Allow him in. Allow him in. And stop beefing with him. Praise God. You're about 22 years, 22, 23 years old now. The lady I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Ezekiel 37. Can we read? One to go. Hey, put your hand on your head. Pastor um, Dami, Bami, I'm coming down. No vex. I think I've stayed up. They will find one minute from there. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your head and say the hand of the Lord is upon you. Say it again. The hand of the Lord is upon you. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. The hand of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. The hand of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord carries me. The spirit of the Lord moves me. I yield to the spirit of the Lord. I yield to the spirit of the Lord. My eyes are of the spirits. My ears are of the spirits. My eyes are of the spirit. My ears are of the spirits. The spirit of the Lord moves through my hands. The spirit of the Lord moves through my legs. The spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. I am home for the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. 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 So you see, there's no distance. You see. Fix this. There's no distance. There's no distance. Amen. You don't journey. Amen. We don't invite him. You can't invite me to my house. You cannot also welcome me to where I live. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to where he lives. Ah, no. Glory to God. He is home in you. Hallelujah. Alright. He is home where? Say it again. The Spirit of God is home in me. Alright. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord. Now, what's going on here is called the gift of designing of spirits. Amen? I said amen. Alright. You know, some of you experienced that today in Jesus' name. How many of you wonder? So, you see, sometimes what happens is when hands are laid on you, sometimes in a, you get, you can have a vision. Sometimes it happens. Encounters happen that way. Okay. All right. You know, so it's a wonderful experience. But can we control that and not let it happen again? Thank you. And one thing is that at the beginning, it may look like an event when it happens. Oh, I saw a vision. I saw a vision. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, it's not for you to celebrate as though you want to walk up. Are you following? It's so, so that it's a tool such that God can begin to use you at that level. And I'll explain. See, I'll show you as I'll show you here. Look at me. 
the purpose of revelation is for instruction. When God reveals something, there is a responsibility attached to it. Are you following what I'm saying? For example, if the Lord opens your eyes to see a vision of somebody being attacked or something, all right, what you're supposed to do is to take what you saw to the Lord in prayer. It's not for entertainment. Are you, are you saying what I'm saying? It's not what? It's not for entertainment. For example, I remember when my wife was to give birth, or I told you guys, I think that, that's an, I, I had a vision and there were men in our backyard, several men, just moving in, my, in our backyard. And I knew from the spirit, by the spirit, that they were angels. So I knew that when angels are mobilized like that, I'm supposed to pray. Are you following? So when I woke up, I just began to pray. Amen. I began to pray. So visions are usually given to watchmen. Because what God does in visions is that he shows people what he wants to do. You understand? But because he has given this earth to men, amen, and it takes the authorization of a man on this earth to say, Lord, what you want to do, I partner with you. For there to be manifestation on earth. That's why you find that Jesus, the word became become flesh on this earth, had to pray the will of God. Are you seeing that? Even when he was to go to the cross. You know it was God's will for him to go to the cross. But what happened? He gets to Gethsemane. And he says, not my will, but yours be done. Meaning that Jesus was, his flesh was like, don't go to the cross. It's not formed. It's going to kill you. Praise God. So, to ensure the will of God is done, what did he do? He went to pray. So, he prayed until what? He was willing. Are you seeing that? Come on, are you seeing that? Uh huh. Very, very important. So, those, the gifts of the Spirit are not for entertainment. That's why it is irresponsible to use the gifts to point to yourself. You are prophesying, you are saying, hey, man of God, hey, 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 prophet Eddie. Oh, go deeper, papa, 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 papa. Oh, it's not for, it's not about you. Glory to God. No, it's about the plan of God. There's a plan. Hallelujah. One day, the Lord told me something. He said, I cannot give increase in depth of revelation to a man that talks too much. So because if I do, that revelation is going to kill him. So he gave me an example. I said, <laughs> explain. He now said this. He said, if there was a situation, say, between Nigeria and Russia, and maybe there was a terrorist attack attacking Nigeria or whatever country, then I showed a talkative man the names of the people that were responsible. Amen. Where they met, how they skimmed, all the details that can be necessary to implicating them. And he's a talkative, and he's a media crazy person. Do you know what that talkative man will do? He will pick up his phone and do live stream. Oh, guys, you, 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 ain't, you ain't gonna believe what the Lord does show to me right now. <laughs> you ain't gonna believe it. And he begins to talk, talk, talk. Do you know what's gonna happen? The security services. Who don't want that thing to be out? Do you know what they're going to do? They're going to kill him. He will be killed for prophecy. Yes. So, that is why in the training in the things of the Spirit, glory to God, one thing you must get clear is that the gifts of the Spirit is not for showmanship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is for serving God's purpose. That's why God can show you something and say, zip it. Don't say it. Tell anybody. Shut up. Hallelujah. That's why you could be prophesying to people, all right, and God is showing you things. But you know the one you are not supposed to say. <laughs> amen. Amen. Ah, amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. <laughs> You are not supposed to say it. But you will be shown it. Glory to God. Is someone not supposed to say it? 
So imagine, imagine you go to pray. You see father, you see mother, wife, you see daughter, you see son. Then everybody's in service. In service like this. Then God shows you that the father is sleeping with the, with the daughter. Are you, are you with me? Are you following? It is irresponsible to prophesy it in that service. Ah, sir, what you are doing is wrong. Ah, why are you sleeping with your daughter? This is, this is terrible. <laughs> Anything your eyes see is your problem. <laughs> yes. Anything your eyes see is your problem. It's irresponsible. Glory to God. Oh, you just do this. You just say, oh, you know, there's a way you say it. Some of you have watched me now many times. I'll say something like that. So later, when I'm counseling person privately, and I call, say, come. I saw this, I saw this. Ah, it's true. I didn't want to see it outside. But this way, you understand? We saw to this, sort of You understand? Because people should not stand before a prophet and be afraid that he will tell their secrets. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Because one of the fears many people have when they stand in front of a prophet is like, ah, but boy, come on, ring, come on. Because I've done something, so amen. Ah, hey, hey. <laughs> no, no, you know. Yes, sir. When someone, you, you give a word to somebody and say, brother, you have paid for 17 abortions. How can you? What's going to happen? The sisters in the church, they'll be looking at the brother. Hey, ah. That's a very fat high brother. Ah, ah. <laughs> Say uh, uh, 17, just you. Hey, hey. Do you know what I'm saying? It's so that you say things like, Brother, I see you have done some things in your life you are not proud of. But you have received Jesus now. There's no condemnation to you. Old things are what? Passed away. Now walk in the Spirit. You, you understand? You are, that is what is called edification. 17 abortion is not edification. It's not. Are you edified? No. Even you that didn't do the abortion, you are not edified. You are afraid. Hallelujah. <laughs> you are afraid. Ah. So you have to have that wisdom. Now, look at it. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Verse 2, everybody really want to go. What does it say? Uh-huh. And lo, they were very what? Dry. Verse 3, it says what? And I answered, Oh Lord God, now you know. Amen. Hmm. Notice, this was in a vision. Right? Next verse, verse 4. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, No, no, you're too fast. Go back. Prophesy on these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word. Notice, the Lord did not prophesy to the bones. God is not going to prophesy on this situation. Because God is training you to come to a consciousness of the power he has put inside you, his spirit. He says, you prophesy, you, you, Mr. Prophet, oh yeah, speak, prophesy to them bone. Look at it. And I want you to say something. Notice when I'm going to close. He said, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Notice it was specific what he was supposed to say. Next verse, verse 5. He says, Thus said what the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause what? Bread to enter into you, and ye shall what? Live. That word bread, there is no more spirit. Alright, verse 6. Everybody read, it says what? And I will lay signs upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put bread in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that what? I am the Lord. Now, verse 7, everybody, we want to go, it says what? So I was, as I was what? And as I prophesied, there was a Hold on, listen. You know this was in the spirit. Yes, sir. So there is no prophecy or there is no prophesying without a response in the spirit. When you open down your mouth and you say in the name of Jesus, something happens. Not sometime, every time. And the fight of faith is to get you to think nothing happens. Something happens. Something happens. Every time you open that mouth and say, in the mighty name of Jesus, I decree and declare. Something is happening. There is a shaking happening. Things are realigning. Things are being positioned. Eh? You, you are declaring. And you know, there is 
prayer, there is prophesying, then there is persevering prophesying. There is prayer and there is persevering prayer. Where you mount pressure and you, you stand there and you insist this thing, I must get it. That's what Daniel did for 21 days. Pressure. All these, uh, there's some Christians that will say, Father, I just want to thank you, Lord. All this, you know, woke prayer. Lord, I just want to love you. I want you to know that I love you. I just want to adore your holy name, my Lord God Almighty. I worship you, my God. I just want to thank you. so cool. You're so nice. You're so everything to me. Love you, Lord. You're not serious. You're not serious. Ah, you need to be a ruffian. You understand? Listen, prayer time is not for you to, you, you will be rough there. Notice that the prophet was addressing situation. He wasn't addressing God. He said prophesy to the bone. Prophesy. So the situation is you and the situation. Face it. Hallelujah. Because there is the spirit in you to cause a change. Hallelujah. You look at me. He says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. You know, I've heard a lot of people say things like, Oh, there is the will of God. The doctrinal people like that. And I get where they're coming from. That's all the will of God. Oh, you know, when we talk about people that are sick, believing God for healing, and you hear things like, Look, the person is sick, it's the will of God. God is teaching him something. What is God teaching him? He's sick. What are you talking about? Do you know how wicked that is? That's like telling me that my Sophia, I go and get scorpions. And I put, her, put it where she's sleeping. Because I want to teach her something. What, what am I teaching her? What exactly is the lesson? The guy got cancer. What's God teaching him, my brother? Explain that to me. Sitting in patience. patience so you mean that God did not have any other teaching too than sickness to teach a man? God. God. This is your God that lacks innovation. He puts the spirit in the man. There is fruit of the spirit in the man. Then he needed the devil to teach the man. Will you stop that nonsense? Stop it. And stop misrepresenting God. Jesus didn't go to Lazarus' place and say, Ah, God was teaching him something with the sickness. Now he is dead. The will of God. Is that what Jesus said? Blind Batman said, son of David, have a said, Oh, so now what this blindness you've had since you were a child. What are the lessons you've learned from Yeshua? <laughs> what lessons have you been learning that uh, you know? Can you just share with us so that we can is that is that what you say? Praise God. Stop saying things like that. Now there are some folks who pray for they, they pray for and they die. I don't understand why they died. When I get to heaven, me and Jesus we talk. Yeah, because I have some stories. Like my, my sister, she died. And I prayed. When we get to heaven, I'm going to have some conversations. But that's not going to change my theology about the goodness and the nature of God. It will not. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It will not. Because for my sister, I have had thousands that got healed. Thousands, not hundreds. Thousands that got healed. Deaf, blind, all sorts of stroke. Wherever I've seen all sorts. Healed. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So, listen. You have to learn. Look, after the service, we will pray. Then you will carry the spirit of prayer to your house. We will prophesy. You will carry it into your house. Hallelujah. You enter the... What exactly is the issue? Money is only... Rent is about to be due. School fees are not... <laughs> Let me even touch on this. Stop trying to use natural sense to solve things you can deploy the power of God to solve. Did you hear what I said? Yes, For example, you come to church like this, you have school fees to pay. Instead of trying to look for people to uh, help me, help me, stop it. Then there are some that when you come to church, then they will steal somebody's phone. What is the reason? It's poverty. Stop it. Stop it. There is power inside you. Look at him and say, there is power inside you. Ha! Ah, there is power. Deploy the thing. Glory to God. Once you deploy the power, you will find that somebody you were not expecting. Somebody that you've not spoken for five years, all of a sudden will want to talk to you. We just remember you. You will know it's the power of God. Then that will strengthen your faith in God, that there is a God. Are you following what I'm saying? It's a God. 
So we say, say, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Say, I prophesied as I was commanded. All right? It says, as I prophesied, there was a noise. So that means as he, that means as he, that's present continuous, right? As he, there was a noise. And behold, a what? A shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. Next verse, verse 8. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no what? Breath in them. Now look at verse 9. Everybody read, it says what? Then said he unto me, prophesy unto, notice, he had to prophesy twice. Because in the realm of the spirit, it is what you say that you get. Yes, sir. It is what you say, not what you thought you said, what you say that you get. So God says, prophesy to the wind, son of man, and say to the wind, thus said the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these lanes that they may live. Hallelujah. Verse 10. Everybody read says, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. This was a prophecy about the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. And by implication, the church, because the wind that he's talking about being prophesied is the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. It's the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God entering into the, the dead bones, all right, that became, you know, bodies without spirit. That's talking about the new creation. So it is by the Spirit of God coming into men that they become alive to God and they become what? Quickened. You see that when you keep reading. Hallelujah. But it happened by a man hearing what God has said and declaring. Hallelujah. That power. To do what we've just read is inside you. And you're going to use it. I said you're going to use it. Now you're, going to, you're not going to be... Listen, if you're a fine brother here, you are well dressed, thank God for you. Hallelujah. But you see, we're going to lose it for the next 5-10 minutes in prayer. And sister, you know, you have wonderful makeup on. God bless you. I can assure you that, you know, you know who knows, if you're single, the way you pray now will cause the skills on that brother's eye to fall off hallelujah so don't come and form here amen we're going to pray are you ready rise up on your feet now let me show you something it's a school of the spirit we will start by talking in tongues are you ready all right let's just begin to talk in tongues everybody talk in tongues Talking tongues. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more messages, kindly search for our Telegram channel using the link t.me slash oikia God has blessed you.